Hi, I'm Tammy Bragg, and thank you for joining us on the Profitable Passions podcast. You'll hear real stories from real women exploring their passions and turning them into profits. They'll share how they got started, what they do, how they do it, and who they work with. And they'll share some great insights that you can use to get started in your own business that you'll love. I know it's hard to figure out what you want to do and who you want to serve. And as women, it's hard to look at ourselves and say we're good at this or that, and we totally undervalue our worth, our skills, and our talents. And a lot of times we're just afraid to get started, but we're our own worst enemies. It's time to break those chains and get out there and just do it. And if you need a boost of confidence, a quick tip, or amazing advice, you've come to the right place. Now, let's find out how we can help you create your profitable passions business. Hi guys, we have a very special guest today. Her name is Veronica Shire. She works as a certified life coach and her company is called Thrive Life Coaching. She strives to live a life full of passion, joy, laughter, faith, hope, and love. And she is blessed to have the opportunity to help others transform their everyday routine of life of surviving into a life of thriving. In 2007, she became a certified education assistant and spent the following eight years working with children with a variety of disabilities and challenges. She lives her life with faith, hope, and love at the core of everything she does, and she is a relationship-oriented woman who lives every day to the fullest, or at least she tries. Some days are a lot harder than others. This is part of her reality because she was born with spina bifida, which is an incomplete closing defect of the backbone or spine in the spinal cord. And so she would be lying if she said she had a life that has not been difficult, but an incredible network of family and friends and her community surrounding her, she wakes up every day choosing a life full of joy and thriving. All right, we're here with Veronica Shire. She's from British Columbia in Canada, and she is with Thrive Life Coaching. Hi, Veronica. How are you doing today? Hey, Tammy. So good to be here. I am fabulous. How are you? I'm great. Tell me a little bit about what you do and how you got started in that. So I am a certified mindset coach and life coach. And how did I get started? It's a really long story. I'll try to keep it short. I'll give you the cliff notes. I was actually not the person I am today in that I was living in a deep, dark hole for 10 years uh, with depression and anxiety and suicidal ideations, panic attacks daily. And I would go to bed every night and say, and just ask God, say, could you not let me wake up tonight, tomorrow? And uh, then the next day I'd wake up and be like, okay, so I got to do this again. And, uh, And so in your late teens and early 20s, that's not really a good place to be. And so I had to come to the place where I, I had to, I knew I had to do something else, something different. I was 26 and, and knew I had a lot of life still ahead of me and didn't want to continue to live that way. And, uh, and knew that I had something powerful to offer the world and, and to myself and that I owed it to myself as well. And so fast forward, I ended up, I hired a life coach and worked with him for uh, six weeks and six hours completely changed my life. I then put all of those things that I had learned in that coaching into my life in like full force. I am 
I am like a hundred percent or zero percent. That is my personality. And so I, I went a hundred percent into it. And within uh, months, weeks, even people saw a difference in me, saw that I went from surviving, literally just surviving to a life of thriving. And then they wanted to know how I did it because they knew the old me and were just flabbergasted at the, the change that I had made so quickly and so drastically. And I inadvertently kind of fell into coaching. Interestingly enough, a lot of people, you know, we, we generally, you choose your career path and you, and, uh, and coaching chose me because then people wanted to know how, what was my secret? How did I do it? And I, and so then I began, began to coach them and, and uh, then decided through a bunch of different events, decided that it was what it was kind of my next, it was my next path. And uh, I had to quit um, my previous career as an educational assistant that I had worked in for eight years. And so I, that just kind of became the next thing. And I went and I got my certification and started my company Thrive Life Coaching. Wow, that's a great story. So who, uh, like, who do you work with? I'm assuming that you impact their life with the mindset coaching and you, you also give what was given to you back to them. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, the, the individuals I work with are those who, due to life circumstances, due to the situation that they find themselves in, are feeling really stuck. And they've been stuck there. I, I have the, I have a couple, I like pictures. So hopefully that's cool. I, I picture you're in the middle of a lake and you've learned how to tread water. You've learned how to survive the, the things, whether that is, whether that is drastic things like illness or loss, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, whatever the circumstance, or that's something just as much as you have six children and a husband who works away and right like and you're just trying to juggle life and you feel like you're in the middle of the lake and you're just treading the water right you keep your head above the water but you're not going anywhere there's an island in front of you there's an island in the distance you can see it you can see people there having fun and thriving but you're just stuck in this surviving i i, I don't know how to move actually get to what it is i want and so those are the people I work with. We go from getting them from surviving to thriving. And despite whatever circumstances they are, they, they have in front of them. Do, uh, do a lot of people come to you with trauma type stories? Or is it just like, you know, mindset stories that they need to get over from, you know, childhood? Or what are some of those types of things that people would see you for? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And uh, I have seen anyone from, like, like I said, it's, it is a big, it's, it's a small niche, but a big niche, right? And I have had some of my success, their success stories, because it's not my success. I just help them. My, my job is to help people thrive. And so lots of that is getting through trauma, right? I think of it, here's another picture for you. You're going on a road trip. You have a plan. And right? I'm going to go to, to a big, I'm going to go to Vegas and uh, I mean, nobody's traveling right now. So 
you know, but you go on a trip, you plan a trip and you make all of these plans and these decisions. And we're going to do this. We're going to go to this show and we're going to, you know, spend this long these days, maybe going around the, doing a tour of the city and we're going to relax on these days and we're going to, right. You make all of these plans. And so say you're driving, say you're going on a road trip and all of a sudden you come to a place where there's construction on the road. You don't cancel your trip. You get up the map or GPS or Google Maps, right? And on your phone and you figure out the detour, Mm -hmm. right? You figure out another way to get to where you want to go. And so I work, so that's why mindset Lots of my clients don't actually come to me because they're like, my mindset is not great. A lot of people don't know that that's the issue. They're like, oh, I have this problem. I have money problems. And I have, you know, my, my husband doesn't support me and my job sucks and my boss is a jerk and right. Like, or I hate my job and it's not fulfilling. And like they come with all these symptoms, but the problem is their mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so I work on how do we reframe that? Because there's so much we can't control. We can't control the fact that we're in a pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. There's, not, there's not something that I can say, that I can sit with a client and be like, this is how you get out of the pandemic. Yeah. I can't promise them that. I can't offer them that. I can't say that their mental illness is going to go away. Mm-hmm. I still deal with anxiety and panic attacks. Those don't go away, but they're no longer driving my vehicle. They're no longer making the decisions. I get to make the decisions of how do I react when I get to the construction zone, right? When When I'm on my road trip and an obstacle comes in my way, I get to decide, do I want to figure out another way? Do I want to figure out a detour? Do I want to climb over that obstacle and go, you're not beating me. I'm going to drive right through you. Or like, or is it not really that important to me? Right? Mm -hmm. I get to decide, am I going to let this steal my joy or my Mm -hmm. hope or my passion? Whatever that is, whatever your why for why you get up in the morning, whatever's driving that, my job, what I work with my clients on is, is that is, is deciding for you, what are you, where are you going? And, and how are you going to maneuver the obstacles that get in your way? Cause they will, nobody lives an easy life. Yeah. Some of us live harder lives than others. You know, I, I am 34 and feel like I've lived uh, like the life of a 200 year old and <laughs> We don't necessarily have time to get in all of that, but <laughs> you know, I have, I've lived through disability. I've had spina bifida my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. I have had over a dozen surgeries, including brain surgery and back surgery and all like, right. I have been through loss. I lost my dad to cancer when I was 19. I have, and, and many other losses, right? I have, I have had to struggle even physically, let alone the mental going through depression and anxiety and all of that, that was partially caused by brain surgery and the loss of my father. And so 
So this, it's also, I, I've lived through all of this stuff. Have I lived through every situation? No, but I've lived through enough that I know how to navigate that to say, am I going to let this stop me? No, I can't. And so I've worked with clients. I had one lady who uh, was an agoraphobic, didn't leave her house. And when she did leave her house, it was to drive her daughter somewhere. So she would drive her daughter to church because she knew, because her daughter wanted to go to church. And it was important for her that her daughter learned about God, but she couldn't actually go in the church. And I worked with her. I worked with her for longer than this, but after two weeks of working with her, she actually went to church to watch her daughter's Christmas concert. Wow. And within two months of working with her, she she actually said to me and her testimonial to me was that she, I saw her at the aquatic center and she said, I still don't, like I'm not comfortable being surrounded by all of these people, but I need to be here. I want, like I get excited to be able to come and just relax in the pool. Wow. That's powerful. It might've been less than that actually. It might've been six weeks, right? And so it's it's this claiming of their life back. I had another woman who recently who came to me and she was like, my dog died and I think, and I'm lonely and I just, I've lost, like I'm just sad all the time. And we did, I, we did a month, I worked with her for a month. And in that month, she discovered it was actually her mindset of who she actually saw herself and her self-worth and the value she placed on her importance in others' lives around her, that she wasn't showing up fully as herself. And so she felt like her dog was the only one who really accepted her. So when she lost her dog, she lost that acceptance. But she didn't, she, in a month's time, recognized, I actually haven't been showing up. Wow. For fear that I would be rejected. But she started to show up and, and, and in two weeks, actually, in two sessions, her, like, she came onto the screen and was, look, because we do virtual, right? Mm -hmm. And on her session and was just beaming. That's great. So, Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that, that makes sense that it probably lights you up too. It oh, makes you amazing. feel good. I was wondering, like when, when you first started talking, I was wondering like, does it bring you down? But then you must have stories that bring you up and it kind of offsets it. Is that how it kind of yeah, works? Does it bring me down? It, I, I have a real, I'm a feeler. I, and I think that's why this work came to me. This career came to me not that I sought it out, was because I just, I care for people. And, and so when they come to me with their stories, I see my old self. And I mm-hmm. see it kind of, and does it make me sad? No, because they're here. They're with me and they want to change. Wow. They don't want, they're not stuck in hopelessness. There is, there's hope. Wow. There's a way forward. So them actually being with me is, it's actually a blessing. It it feels kind of meta in a way, like you're helping your own self, even though it's not your own self, it's somebody else. That is so amazing. Well, 
if someone wanted to get into something like this, what would you tell them, you know, that they could go, how would they even go about researching it or finding it? Would they need to go ahead and probably do like you and find a coach and try to learn, you know, kind of have it done to me first before I go out and do it to other people, you know, type thing. How, how would you suggest if someone was interested in hearing more about what, what if someone wanted is? So if someone wanted to become a coach or someone yeah. felt like they needed a coach or wanted to. Well, if they wanted to become a coach, what would you kind of give them, you know, some suggestions on doing? I truthfully, I think that everybody, whether you think you should become a coach or not, I think everybody should go see a coach. I think we all need coaches. We all need, think, even as, think of it as a mentor because what my coach did for me, I was, took me outside of my box. I said to him, I came to him and I said, I've lost my joy. Mm-hmm. Now, is everybody in that place? No, right? That, that's, a very, that's a very drastic statement and I was in a very dark place. Mm-hmm. And so over the course of six weeks, we looked at, okay, where does joy come from? Where does your joy come How do you experience joy? And then how can we open up that box of experience? Because we all live in our bubble right? Mm-hmm. We all try the things that we try. We, we listen to the people that we agree with. We, you know, uh, we reject the stuff that maybe we probably shouldn't be so quick to reject. And we just, we learn by, by our parents, by the people who, who raised us, by the, by the teachers that we're around. That's what influences how we become who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as a kid, you don't really get to make the choices of who those people are. But as an adult, we have to then, I had to turn on the switch to say, I get to decide mm-hmm. where I'm going to invest and what, where I'm going to go forward and who I'm going to listen to and who I'm going to seek out, right? And the choices I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, it was looking, having somebody else outside of my situation who doesn't know me, who doesn't know all of the things I've dealt with physically, who doesn't know my family, who do, right? All mm-hmm. of these things, because there's everybody wants to tell you what to do, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's got an opinion on how you fix something, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly parents, which is fine, mm-hmm. but, right? but there's, an, there's a vested interest in those people there's a bias there, right? And so they can't always be objective for you. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that coach, whether that's a one-time thing, you, you like, I want to run a marathon and I, I've been saying this for five years and I can't do it because like it, life gets in the way, my work gets in the way and time gets, whatever, right? And it's setting a goal. I work a lot with people also just on goal setting and, and mm-hmm. the structure of that and, and having an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. All of my clients, they, I'm just a listener, really. And I just, I hear what they want. I then kind of, I repeat it back to them from my perspective of what I heard, right? And what mm-hmm. they're saying that they actually want to do. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. That's your homework this week. You yeah. said it. I'm not going to tell you what to do because if I tell you, right, if you come to me and you're like, I would like to become more artistic and tap more into my artistic side. And I'm like, cool, go paint every day. And you're like, well, actually, I like drawing, right? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to go paint every day. I like mm-hmm. to paint. 
just saying. I also have another, I have another company and I paint and I teach paint classes. Oh, but, cool. Right. And so, or you're like, or I like photography, but if I'm like, no, I think you should go paint that you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's having someone who can actively listen to you to say, okay, this is what I hear you want. This is what you're going for. This is what you know you need to do, right? I'm just asking the questions to get that out of you, right? And so it's somebody who's objective. So even you could, you know, if you had a goal, go see a life coach, do one session. Mm -hmm. I think everybody should experience it because we all need to get out of our box. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I, until I got a coach, you know, I was stuck on a lot of different things until I got a coach and I don't know. I mean, it's not like going to therapy. Like you're saying, it's, it's more like action and goal setting and kind of like mirroring back what you're trying to say, but they grab it in a way that makes sense to say it back to you. And then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, that was impressive. And I'm having all these aha moments. Now there's things that like I've said to a coach that, I'm like, how did they get that? You know? And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, it's just, I, if I would have seen it from that perspective, then I would have been in a different place. But until I heard it from that different perspective, then it just all of a sudden made sense. And that's why I think coaching is such a great profession to get into. Not a good profession. If you like to tell people what to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Probably not that. If if you're a fixer, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? then there are lots of other professions where you can tell people what to do. This is not it. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely like how you said being a listener because you have to listen to mirror that back to someone. Yeah. And they, and what you were saying too, if you told them that, Hey, go paint, they're not going to do it. They're going to come up with something else. So you have to be able to talk to them in that type of a way that that makes sense. I get yeah. it. I get it completely. Well, let me ask you this. Has COVID yeah. kind of increased your client base uh, since this has started? No. Uh, <laughs> really? I, I thought it would. Well, okay. Probably it has increased the amount of people that need me. The problem is, so I live in a small city where I go to a coffee shop Starbucks where local coffee shop and I sit and I talk to strangers and a five minute conversation turns into a three hour conversation and then it turns into them being like can I hire you yeah and so and again I think that's that I I that's kind of my sweet spot is 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 connection with people and relatability and and just yeah that genuine caring right they feel like I want them to thrive. And so mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore. <laughs> we can't, I can't go out to a coffee shop and meet the people. So I've actually had to pivot online. I've never been online, like brought my businesses online until mm-hmm. I did actually, I did actually in January, which was before the pandemic, God knew. I don't know if you mm-hmm. believe in God, but God knew that I needed to get like ahead of the game. Because uh-huh. if I waited till COVID, I probably would have been like, ah, because yeah. I mean, COVID brought some, some stressful things to my life and my health situation and mm-hmm. just like accessibility for me of things I was doing prior for my own health that I can't do now mm-hmm. it's not available. And so God knew that there'd be some stressful times coming. So if I got ahead of the game, so 
um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the pivoting online and how to have, how to get people, which is why I'm doing things like this and just mm -hmm. getting my voice, my self out there. So people actually know that I exist to help because oh, they yeah. need <laughs> Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of people going through the same thing, trying to figure out how how do you pivot to go, you know, from being either a brick and mortar type of company or to do what you've done, you know, go out and meet people one on one. Yeah. To now everything has to be virtual and you gotta do all these virtual conferences and you know, and it's just it's it's mind boggling because the whole <laughs> world changed and we all yeah. changed at the same time. We yeah. didn't get a chance to like you know, smooth our way into it or have people go before us. We yeah. all did it at the exact same time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's, it, you know, and I think that it's changing how everybody's kind of operating now. We're, we're thinking outside of the box in a lot of ways. We get, you know, we, we're kind of getting a life coaching of a different way. <laughs> we're thinking outside the totally. box. Totally. I life coach, <laughs> and I life coach myself all the time. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's great. I, and I think that's, that's another uh, kind of key to my success has been people recognize that I, I'm still journeying. Like, mm. I will never say, I got it all together, guys. I've got the answers for you. This is how you do it. Yeah. Right? I'm still doing the work. Oh, and wow. so my clients then feel like they can do it. Yeah. It's something that's achievable. Wow. And that's, and, well, that's what I keep hearing. Like, when I'm talking to other women um, in their journeys, mm -hmm. they haven't given up. They've been, they've, persevered and they they keep going on a journey they keep learning yeah. and if I can say that to anybody through this podcast that might be listening it's don't give up on that journey keep going and keep yeah. learning and you're never going to get it you're going to fall you're going to have successes but keep going because there's there's a point to all of it and that's mm -hmm. great I'm, I'm, okay. I really like what you're doing before I let you go, I was going to ask you another quick question about, yeah. you said that you have a second business. A lot of women have more than one business. So the, yeah. one lady called it a, a, mul a multi, she called it a multipreneur. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, you know, is your other business, is it thriving too? Or is it kind of like a little side project or how does that work out? So well, how this actually really happened was, Again, all through, it's just, it life, it kind of came to me. <laughs> so, okay. through, so through my coaching that I was receiving eight years ago, and uh, my coach said to me, so what is it you enjoy? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, but joy is like bigger. Joy is like this, you know, we talk about like happiness is circumstantial, but joy is this like, ethereal bigger than that despite circumstances I'm like what does that have to do with what I like to do mm -hmm. right like it turns out a lot uh, and so I and so I started um you know I listed some things and whatever and and then this is the expanding your box trying these things right and I love spending time with people I mm -hmm. love my friends I love being out with them. I didn't care a lot of the time what we're doing. I just love being with people. But there's a lot of things physically I can't do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I ended up, uh, I actually ended up getting a power chair 
Now I can walk small distances. So this weirds people out because then they see me walking sometimes and they see me not and it confuses people. It's a thing, guys. It just happened, right? Like yeah. <laughs> quality, I chose it because it was quality of life. Because now, so I'm surrounded by mountains. I live in a valley. I have a small city, 5,000 people in a valley surrounded by mountains. It's beautiful. So everybody here likes to go outside, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't really climb mountains. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, you know, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up, I got the chair and, and when I was talking to the people who, to the ministry who, and they were asking, you know, what are you going to use it for? And like, cause they designed, like they built it for me with all my measurements and everything. And I said, mm-hmm. I want, I was like, I want to play Frisbee golf with my friends. Do you know, do you guys have Frisbee golf? Yeah, we actually yeah. do. Sweet. It's really a neat sport. <laughs> Lots of people don't have a clue. It's Frisbee mm-hmm. and golf mixed together. Fun yeah. stuff. Um, but I'm like, I want to be able to go on the Frisbee golf course, right? Mm-hmm. In the woods, basically. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go on the trails by the river. And so it's got to be pretty sturdy. My chair is pretty sturdy. I actually, about a month ago, went up a bike trail on a mountain, like a 45 degree angle mountain uh, on my chair. And so I, I like it. This is the new me. 10 years ago, would not have tried it. and right? And so I ended up being invited by a friend. So my, so my coach said to me, so every time someone invites you to do something, even if you can't necessarily participate in the thing, go be in the environment. Mm-hmm. Right? So I go to a paint class. Then my friend was hosting a paint night. Then my friends, I'm like, I don't paint. I'm too OCD. And like, I like de- I like everything laid out and planned and you know, but I had just told my coach that I was going to do this, right? I I I was going to say yes. And so, did, did you ever see the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. right. Like I I just said yeah. Like if it involved being out with people, as long as I could actually physically get there, yeah. I said yes. And so went to this paint class. It was super stressful the whole time that I was doing the painting because it was not natural to me. But at the end of it, I loved what I created. Oh, wow. There was so much, like, there was pride there. I was proud of myself. Yeah. And, and so that actually then began a journey of, of painting more. And then people wanted to buy them. Wow. <laughs> And then, and because I love people and I love community and relationships, I'm really involved in my church and, and in, and because I worked at the school, I know all the kids. So then people were like, any chance you teach paint classes? Like, oh. That was not in the plan. It was not a plan. I was not <laughs> going to sell paintings. I was, I ended up like, I got a great camera. Phones now have great cameras. Like mm-hmm. I had, I ended up with a cell phone that had a better camera than my camera. I figured this out while I was on a trip in Mexico. This was a bunch of long time ago. And, and then I had these really nice pictures on my, cam- on my phone camera. And I was like, I'll sell postcards and greeting cards. And, you know, wow. Because because I live in a tourist town, people yeah. are buying them from like the drugstore. And, you know, there's a few places that you can buy postcards. And so I was like, just sell postcards. Like, why wow. not? Right? So. Wow. That's the long answer of how that happened. No, I love it. I mean, 
like you can find that's what I always tell people you can find pretty much any kind of business anything yeah. you can think of out there or yeah. that when you're out and about in your daily life yeah. look around yeah. look at everything around you and if there's something that catches your eye that you're like well wait a minute I can make a business out of that mm -hmm. or I can you know that looks like it would be fun try it yeah. and see if it's something that you like to do yeah and you might end up being an accidental entrepreneur yes. two times over right. like you right? <laughs> two times over so yeah. right I was so I'm going for a walk with my with my girlfriend we're getting together right and I've got my power chair. She's walking with the dog, with her dog. And we did, there's like a dog park that um, just like minutes from my house. And uh, and so we go along the dog park and then she's like, hey, where to next? And we come to this road, like we come back to the road and there's a trail across the road. Now that trail's been there for dozens of years. And like as long as I, I don't know how long, maybe that's an exaggeration, but it's not like a long time. That trail's always been there. It's a bike trail and it's 45 degree angle up the mountain. I'm like, well, why don't we like, have you been up there? And cause she's not from here. I, I grew up in Fernie here in Fernie. And so, but I've never, like when I was, before I got the chair, I was never, there's no way I can walk up that. Like I can't walk farther than a block. And so I was like, well, can we try to go up there? And she goes, it's pretty steep and like there's a part where there's stairs and like like there's some stairs and that and and I don't know if you could get around the stair like there is a little little path beside the stairs but I don't know if it's wide enough and I don't know like all of these things and I mean, she was saying it to protect me mm -hmm. right because she didn't know if it was safe or you know if I wouldn't be able to do it would that be disappointing and mm -hmm right? Like all of these things. And again, 10 years ago, I would have been like, like, well, I mean, I've had my chair now almost 10 years and I've never tried that path. And I said to her, I was like, let's try it. Yeah. And she was like, are you sure? Wow. <laughs> I said, yeah, let's try it. Right. I don't. And I have no idea what's up there. I have no idea what the adventure is, but that's the thing. It's an adventure, right? So yeah. often we get stuck in fear and we don't do things. We sit in inactivity. We just stay in our treading water survival mode because we don't know what it's going to take to get us somewhere else, right? We don't know what's ahead. We can't see, like, the, the mountain is covered in trees. I can't see what, I don't even know what the destination is. Yeah. Right? I don't know what the view at the top is that I'm even going for. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I don't try, I'll never know. I love that. That's that's powerful. And then you've right? you've overcome so much, you yeah. know, and you still want to make more journeys. You want to keep going and see what else is out there. I love it. It's just it's amazing. Gives me chills. Oh, <laughs> I like giving chills. I like getting chills. I call them God bumps. I'm like God bumps. I'm like that's so good, right? Because that, but that is what drives us. That's what gets us gets us excited mm -hmm. and gets us motivated to take every moment and I have bad days I do not want anyone who's listening to be like well there's no way I could ever do that because I'm in this situation like yesterday what well actually that's the last three days 
today is the first day I felt good this week and was not in excruciating pain. Yesterday, my mother came over. She lived five minutes away and just popped in and like found me crying in my living room because I was in so much pain. Life is not perfect. Yeah. There are going to be hard days. But I've also learned that I can, right? I, I can take that moment. I can sit in that moment and not be fearful anymore that I'm going to stay there. Yeah. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to climb the mountain. I, did, I just finished uh, this year. Actually, in the middle of COVID, I did a challenge on Facebook called From Surviving to Thriving mm-hmm. and had the analogy of a mountain because I, I could do lots of videos and be like, see that mountain behind me? How many of you, your dreams are at the top of there and your goals and your aspirations and thriving. Thriving is at the top of the mountain, right? Thriving mm-hmm. is on the mountain. But how many of us are standing here on the sidewalk or on the road or on your deck, wherever you are, looking at it saying, that's what I want. That's, that's the dream. But we're not actually making moves to get there, right? Because of fear, because of what if I start climbing and I get tired? I get a muscle cramp, right? My leg cramps up. I get a little bit dizzy because I get too dehydrated. What, right? Like I'm, this is specific to climbing a mountain, right? Yeah. But what if we, so we don't even dare to try. Yeah. Right? And so I said to my friend when I was like, well, let's just try. Worst case scenario, we go along the path and, and we get to a spot where we can't go farther and I, we turn around and go back, right? That's the worst case scenario. And yeah. then we're no worse off. We're actually still better off because we tried. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were, I spent time with my friend for longer, right? So mm-hmm. built up my relationship with her, which then built up my mindset because I was with somebody that I cared about, right? I didn't really have, there wasn't, the goal wasn't to get to the top. The goal is never to get to the top. Because even if you have a goal and you achieve that goal, say you're climbing the mountain, right? I get to the top. I get to the peak of the mountain and I'm surrounded by mountains here. So we get to this place on the mountain that there's like this kind of, it plateaus a little bit and there's a little bit of a flat landing there, right? And I look around and it's like kind of this, I'm, I'm proud of myself and I have achieved something. And there's kind of this like happy moment because I've lived in this town for th- over 30 years and never seen this view until that moment but I also recognize in looking at, at that view that there's like 10 other mountains yeah. that I haven't seen the view from wow so I I reached a goal I can be proud of myself but the journey's not over failure is only failure if we quit more goosebumps <laughs> more god bumps <laughs> that- that's how I live my life. That is how I get up every day. So yesterday I did nothing productive. Like I, the only, I did one, I did one productive thing. I continued to live and I let my body rest. Yeah. I let my body take care of itself because it was very angry. And if you do one thing, if you do that one thing, you are not failing. And knowing I can get up today and, and I had a bunch of stuff and I had things yesterday that were planned that didn't happen. I didn't get to go to my chiropractor for my back, which was a different issue than I was even having yesterday. 
the back's always an issue. So I didn't get to even take care of that issue because I was laying on my couch, sitting on my couch with a different issue. I didn't get to go to my physiotherapist. I missed, you know, watching, I was supposed to be watching a live training, right? So I missed all these things. And we, so often, it's so easy to go, ah, I missed it. I've lost that opportunity. I, you know, I failed. And you get discouraged. Mm -hmm. But recognizing I'm where I need to be and making the best choice. Self-care is crucial. We're living in this busy world. And it's interesting. I've talked to a lot of people who are like, we're in COVID and they're like, I have more time than ever, but I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm supposed to be being more productive and, and I don't know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and my response has been, I, I was in the grocery store at the beginning once, once we were allowed to go back to the grocery store and socially distance and I was in the lineup. I'm six feet behind, two meters behind the guy in front of me in the line. And he says to me, because, and I, or I said to him, I was like, hey, how's it going? Because I'm friendly. And he says, he looked at me and he goes, do you know that we're in a pandemic? And I was like, uh-huh, yeah. And he goes, you just seem really happy. Oh, okay. And I, and it took me aback. And it's amazing. Like, and, and, and it's, not, it's amazing, but it's not amazing. I mean, it, it makes sense because I lived that. Yeah. I was letting my circumstances dictate how I showed up in the world. Oh. Yesterday, I didn't show up in the world. I sat on the couch all day. But I did that so that I could show up today. Oh, wow. wow. And we get to make those choices. And, and that's what I love doing with people is switching that mind frame from I have to to I get to from I can't do this which means I get to do this right this was yeah. taken away from me the ability to hug people and cuddle children who which I love and I'm sad about right uh-huh. allowing me the opportunity I'm at home more I'm by myself right mm. but I get to reach out to more people with opportunities like this, being on this podcast. And so it's, it's how, do we, how do we frame that? Mm-hmm. What's your perspective? You're so powerful. <laughs> Just, I love it. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure that there's someone that's listening on this podcast that wants to work with you. Where can they find you? Oh, I would love it. I would love to work. I, I, I've said oh, on a few of uh, these interviews I've done and conversations I've had, because again, we have this like success mentality of like, I have to do, 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 right? And so the question I get a lot of, you know, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you, what, what does success look like in your business? All of these things. For me, if I can go to bed and know every night and know that I've made somebody smile, that I've inspired someone, that I've encouraged someone, that I've made them shift their mindset a little bit then I'm, I'm going to bed happy and I could sleep well tonight, you know? And so where can they find me? My website is thrivelifecoaching.ca. I also have a Facebook page. If you're a social media person, Thrive Life Coaching. And uh, yeah, that's where you find me. Go to my website. 
Wonderful. Well, Veronica, I am just, I'm just like blown away by you, um, you know, and, and your story and what you've overcome. And I know you probably don't think of yourself as successful, but I look at you and I'm very inspired by what you've done. Thank and you. I, I think our, our listeners will feel the same way. I really appreciate you coming on the Profitable Passions podcast. I love this podcast. I was like, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> and yeah, so I really, really, I thank you for this opportunity. This was, this was incredible. And yeah, if you guys want to reach out, thrivelifecoaching.ca. Wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some great insights in this episode. You'll find our guest information, links, and bio in the show notes and on our website, ProfitablePassions.com. I'm Tammy Bragg, and I hope you'll listen to future episodes as we have more great stories from incredible women who want to share their journeys with you. So we can attract more awesome guests. We would appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and tell your friends about it. Thanks again for listening to the Profitable Passions podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.